counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and argue for or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I'm Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on that list. The time and space bending thriller, Interstellar. Interstellar was released November 7th, 2014. Interstellar was released November 7th, 2014 and stars Matthew McConaughey, Michael Caine and Anna Hathaway. Uh, but before we start colonizing new galaxies, how's your week been? Oh, pretty good. I got uh, my fourth COVID shot yesterday. Oh, so wow. my arm hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so many COVID shots. Uh, I'm still stuck on three. Oh, yeah. I, um, you know, I was like, sure. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> why not give it to me? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I feel uh, adequately protected i guess as much as i can be how, how about uh, your week my week has been okay mostly catching up on uh, old films like interstellar um and uh, basically just relaxing for the most part playing my yeah. video games fifa and trying to finish a rising forbidden west all right classic at this point um yeah, old <laughs> movies it, it, you know it's amazing this is uh, 2014 like yep Whoa. Eight years ago. Oh, yeah. seven years ago. Right. It's kind of wild. Um, but let's hear a little synopsis so people understand what we're talking about. In Earth's future, a global crop blight and second dust bowl are slowly rendering the planet uninhabitable. Professor Brand, a brilliant NASA physicist, is working on plans to save mankind by transporting Earth's population to a new home via a wormhole. But first, Brand must send former NASA pilot Cooper and a team of researchers through the wormhole and across the galaxy to find out which of three planets could be mankind's new home. And we're back. Uh, so, Interstellar. Yeah. Um, another Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, not the first one that we review or talk about. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where we land on this one. Um, do you want to do the coin toss? Yeah, I'll probably go with heads again. Heads. Okay, let's see where we're at. Tails. Yeah. It's finally uh, on, on the up and up for me. Uh, I'm going to argue <laughs> for this movie, man. <laughs> I didn't want to argue for this film anyways. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm I, I'm very in, in, interested in what you have to say. All right. I guess I'll start straight away. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor, ladies and gentlemen, and people who listen to this film, uh, to this podcast about uh, movies, I'm going to be arguing against this movie, Interstellar. Um, Interstellar is a movie that is built on a paradox. It's a very hard concept to understand. Um and because of that, a significant portion of this film was built on exposition. A lot of the third film, a third, basically the first half of the film was exposition um, about the location where they are, 
the experiences they have, um, the exposition on um, what life was like, what they needed to do to survive, um, and a lot of the things that happened um, seemed to be told to us rather than just displayed. So, you know, there's the periods in the film that are broken up. The tension is broken up when you have people just sitting down, explaining things to you. Um, example being the idea of the black hole. Let's talk about uh, this, the idea of singularity and the black hole. All the scientists sitting down on the ship, uh, having conversations about what a black hole is. And for some reason, one of the scientists brings out a sheet of paper and explains that the black hole is when the space folds and it creates a path for you to navigate through, um, which is cool. But you would you would think that everybody on that plane would know what it is because it would be very weird to go embark on a on a, a space travel mission that people aren't aware of exactly what the plan is. So it's like, you know, there's a wink and a nod to the audience at every single point. Um, and I also think that this theme of love transcending all is very wish-washy for a movie that is based solely on the idea of hard science, on the idea of paradox, and the idea of planes of existence, 4Ds, um, 4D space where gravity can uh, manipulate things in the past using string theory. I mean, the idea that I'm actually talking about all of this means that you have to do a lot of research to be able to understand the concept the movie is trying to portray. So my arguments for against this film are going to be based on the idea that once again, we see um, Christopher Nolan trying to tackle difficult concepts um, and shoehorning dialogue into the movie, um, and not and hoping that the the what do you call it the short set pieces that he have would be enough to satisfy the viewers on making this hard science movie very exciting. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your honor, audience the people that are listening uh i i think this argument is kind of falling flat on our, our on, on its feet fairly early on because we are introduced to uh the matthew mcgonaghy character uh cooper and he's introduced as somebody who runs a farm slash uh the best pilot kind of test pilot there was for NASA uh, slash a tinkerer, an engineer uh, that is able to, um, you know, take apart an old drone for, for the solar panels and kind of understands the, the, the engineering part of all that. Uh, what he is not is a physicist and a scientist. So uh, that combined with him not being, um, initially part of the crew for this um, gives a perfect opportunity for some of the explaining that uh, Raji just kind of critiqued um, because he's the perfect um, person 
that we as an audience can can relate to he's a farm boy he you know like engineer and all that um to explain these more scientific difficult concepts in a in a more way so he can understand it so i think it's it's pretty elegant in the way that they uh crafted this so it's not like oh look it's it's not as obvious and convenient as raji is trying to make it out to be um on top of that uh, you said love transcends uh, all is inconsistent with um with, with with the world that's being set up here um i feel like there are arguments for and against this um one of them is the uh, Anne Hathaway character has clear motivations to go to a different planet um, because, and she makes a strong argument for, well, maybe love is the thing that um, we need to listen to here. Uh, you know, maybe there's something there. Uh, but it ends up uh, not being the case. Uh, the planet, she was viable and she's starting a colony, but her love interest, uh, her partner, is not uh, did not make it out uh, alive there. So it's not like she found love anymore. Um so her argument uh, didn't necessarily work and it tells us again that you know the science is still the science um and the same with with cooper and murph we're sure love as a concept is is ultimately the thing that that connects the two through the watch um but then it's the science again that you know um, i think it was morse code binary um you know to the to the clock thing um that uh brought them together and then solved the whole thing so i i feel like the critique that the raju is uh, bringing up here uh doesn't really hold a lot of water in that uh, because i think the um the reasons why cooper are there um are fairly well explained and uh, it makes sense that we are learning more about the plan uh, as the uh, movie progresses because Cooper is kind of thrown into this as well. So I will I will push it back again um, because the reason, well, spoiler alert, obviously, the reason why Cooper is there is because Cooper sent himself a message from the Tesseract, which lived in a different uh, sphere of existence uh, than um, time. Um, and uh, the reason why he saw the information through the watch was because he was able to manipulate gravity using string theory to send Morse code, like he said, to her daughter. Um, and she was the one who was going to use that information to solve um, the, the theory uh, of gravity. Um, and the only way they were going to solve that was if they could get data from the black hole. And the only way they could solve that was if Cooper went through the hole, which he incidentally did. Um, and then he sent himself a message in the past that made him go and go to this, uh, the coordinates of the NASA office. And uh, it was just, it's convoluted. And I don't think this is something that you can learn or watch in one go and understand. I'm pretty sure there are people who have seen this movie three or four times who don't understand exactly what is going on. Um, and then if, so if this, if, if the case was not to convince people of how smart you are as a director, then the movie was, has to be a movie that tells you a, that has good action pieces um, like Inception, 
where the the action set pieces take this movie to a different level above what the concept is. Um, and in that sense, there's, there were a few good set pieces, but they were not enough. Um, there were not enough set pieces to make this movie as grand and ambitious as it was. We were stuck in spaceships for a lot of the time and closed spaces. And the very few minutes we spent in space, we only saw um, singular ideas. Like when we go to the space, uh, the the planet with water, the idea was great, but the only thing we saw was water uh, causing huge giant waves. Interesting idea. Fascinating idea about, you know, what are we talking about with time dilation and time being different from one uh, because of the gravitational pull. Very, very smart. But there was nothing fascinating. It was just a sterile film filled with um, very sterile scientific um, set pieces that, you know, the only the only thing that made this movie uh, barely exciting Barely exciting was the introduction of Mr. Maddox, Dr. Man, who infused this movie with a little bit of sinister human emotion. Um, outside of that, this movie was relatively bland. Um, and the, the main story point is too hard to understand. I think this is a movie about stakes, right? And I, I, I feel like it, it cannot go higher than, um, you know, trying this long shot and, and kind of following what they, the, you know, the clues they give us um, or or just accept, um, the you know, the planet and the humans on it uh, completely dying. So the stakes are uh, tremendously high. And this is the final, the, the the final shot at this. So you said, um, you know, going on planets, the water planet, um, you know, ultimately that's that's kind of boring. I think the the point of that is that that you wager risk and reward for this, and uh, due to the the, the huge uh, effect this has on time. Uh, you know, do do you give this a shot and potentially risk uh, losing out on on a lot of time on Earth, um, and you know potentially running out of time there um, for the potential of, of finding a planet that works um, as a as a colony. So I think that the stakes are tremendously high, and uh, as an audience, we understand that. So when the plan fails, um, the the gravity. <laughs> of all things, uh, is, is pretty high and uh, it's devastating, right? And then seeing them come back to um, to orbit and kind of reuniting with um, with the ship and kind of seeing, like, you know, a lot of time has passed, um, and kind of the resentment of that, and, and even though for them, like, not a lot of time has passed, right, um, is devastating and seeing how seeing the video feeds and seeing how the kids um grew up and and got more 
resentful of this whole mission uh, is devastating, right? So um, it, it's a lot about that. It's a lot about uh, what kind of sacrifice, sacrifices uh, are we willing to put up with uh, for the sake of the human race. And then we we enter a Dr. Man's planet that felt, again, that there was a discussion about, you know, should, should we go to the planet that... Um, that has, you know, there's there's two planets that seem to be viable, and the perfect best uh, there is. Doctor Man uh, showed us there's a planet that's viable and and, and perfect, um, and we are betrayed for very selfish reasons. So again, it's it's like, you know, the sacrifices that are 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 made because of this are tremendous. Uh, just because one person uh, could could not stand um, the the mission they signed up for, despite being the best and the the, the most perfect, right? So, so I, th- I think this movie is a lot about that, and a lot of, about the the sacrifices we all kind of have to take. Uh, and I think that's that's fantastic storytelling because you can uh, very much relate with with any of these characters. I I will say that um, the idea that he finds the NASA office um, on on one day and two days later he's going to space is a bit bit convoluted too because you you have to ask yourself, don't NASA have other pilots that can fly this uh, machine? He's unaware of he's been it's been a while since he's used those kinds of space machines. How uh, how does he know? that this is what he needs to do to solve those problems. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of... So, I mean, we talked about Star Wars last week, and in there I was saying, like, the story, I could follow it, and I could understand, like, all right, this is convenient, but I could understand exactly why this is the case. Um, The story feels right. Um, But in this one it feels convoluted. Um, and, you know, the concept of the ghost being a paradox of yourself in a tesseract communicating through to, to you through the fourth dimension, it just... It's a very hard concept to wrap your head around. And, you know, quantum physics is a hard concept to wrap your head around too. Um but there's a lot of things that just feels weird. Um, the fact that he he ejected himself into space and he ended up in a tesseract that was created by the day, who we initially thought were aliens, but eventually we realized that it was people from the future who had solved the tesseract problem. Um, it just, it feels convenient. Uh, I don't think we should ignore the fact even if sometimes the spectacle of a huge 10,000 story wave crashing down on you in a planet where every hour is seven years which is an idea a great idea um one of the things that i would give this movie uh, a huge kudos on is the way they deal with time and time dilation that's a it's a it's a very difficult concept to understand uh, but I did a good job of putting an emotional core to it. But I still feel 
like um, the mixing of human emotion and science in a very scientific, hard science film just feels out of place too. So, you know, that's my take on it. So I think the the majority of this, uh, the majority of this movie works under the assumption that they are aliens for lack of a better term right we don't need to understand who they are uh, in order to get invested in into the mission and and this movie opens with with McGonaghy flying one of these ships as a test pilot so he was very involved i i can completely believe that you know he can pick this up because he was very involved in in testing these things but then had to shift um after NASA was defunded. And so 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 I kind of get that. I think uh, like I said the, the stakes are very high in the concepts of time. You know, it's a classic Nolan thing. Um that seems to be he seems to be very invested with with time. Um work pretty well. Um and, and I think this works a lot better than Tenet, for example. Um where where it's a lot more convoluted. Uh, and and again, you were saying that set pieces and action scenes are not um, are lacking in this. And I think the docking sequence is, is like one of the best things uh, there is on film. Uh, be- and a great deal of that is um, Hans Zimmer's soundtrack, uh, which is so uh, in a, subliminal in a way. Um, because it's kind of moving you through the scenes, and it's very like like uh, you know, time is ticking, is very time centered in a way as well. And and again, stakes are high, right? And uh, I feel like the movie is supporting that a lot. Like without being able to pull this off, like the whole thing is done. So the stakes could the stakes couldn't be higher. Um, and that make and I don't think we need to have like constant action, action, action because it's not about. Uh, giving us the the best action movie it's about uh, solving a huge problem uh, for humanity so we don't need to to have space fights and whatever right it's it's more about the human uh, aspect of things uh, with a little bit of of set piece action involved i will say that to give myself some credit i did allude to the fact that that the the only exciting part of this film was that particular sequence where uh Dr. Mann was trying to get to the spaceship. It was the only point in the whole film where you got a lot of excitement. Um, And it was intense and it was over. And then we were back to the whole hard science thing. So I feel like it was uh, shoved in because they needed to give this movie at least one set piece that was exciting to watch. Um, Uh, I I think this is the emotional and... and character climax of this right this is a hail mary on a mission that is a hail mary you know that's that's like even 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 worse and then after this they're left with uh a a spacecraft that is uh, broken and not enough fuel to do a lot of things barely enough fuel to to make it to the other planet that may or may not work because the two planets that we visited were not really working so again it's about stakes right and and so um this is the 
the core and the crescendo of everything. And then after that, it's just like, okay, we, we tried this thing and we're at wit's end. There's only one more shot, but there have to be sacrifices for that. And Cooper is doing those sacrifices, you know, and um, then that turns into a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy thing. But uh, so, so I think the the core, you know, is, is, is a lot about what are we willing to do for the greater good? And, uh, you know, do we put others in front of a selfishness? And that's, that's kind of the thing. And, you know, it, it culminates in this where we have super selfish uh, Dr. Man and greater good fighting against each other and selfishness loses. And uh, it's brilliant. I, I, w- I will say um, that the motivations of Dr. Man were a little bit weird to me um, because I didn't know what his plan was. He wants to get to the ship because he wants to continue the 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 mission because the mission is the most important part but these people were also here for the mission maybe you can clarify it seems like you you want to you want to point that you wanted to make a point on that well he he wants to go home right ultimately like he wants to like he he figured out that this whole thing was kind of bs and doesn't work uh, you know his planet like he it's luck of the draw right his planet sucked uh, it's not as bad as the water planet <laughs> but it, it, it sucks and and yeah. then he was confronted with okay for the rest of my time i'm going to be here alone because the right thing to do would be to say hey this planet is not viable it sucks right but he cannot deal with that he cannot he is not the hero that he was made out to be. Mm-hmm. Multiple instances in this, right? So he's like, okay, the only chance I have is to mislead and potentially, you know, somebody will save me um, if I tell them that this planet is, is is viable. So it's incredibly selfish because he but, cannot deal with it to be, to be alone about- and to lose out, like, to be the loser. Hmm. I, I, I I understand what you're trying to say, but I'm I'm trying to understand. He couldn't send any mission. He couldn't send any information outside, so nobody was getting any of the messages he was sending. The only way he could have gotten the message was if somebody came to him, um, and then he created a bomb with uh, he basically created false data and allowed and set a bomb so that if somebody tried to access the data, it would blow in their face, uh, which is basically what happened in the film. But it still doesn't make sense. Anyway, I it's fine. I'm I'm not going to try to solve the problem during our discussions. Um, I, I, I still think, you know, the, the, the story, um, the story is still convoluted. I mean, the story is still convoluted, whether we like it or not. Um, and, you know, the more you think about the paradox, you know, the more things break break down for me. Um, I, it's not the best Nolan film. Um, but I think that, you know, I don't... 
I don't have much arguments. I'm probably going to go around this because I think I've made my point, so I'm not going to dilly-dally too much. Uh, if you're ready to go into the general discussion, I can, I'll can. i be more than happy to. The sure. sidebar. <laughs> the sidebar. We're making fetch happen here. Uh, okay, let's, <laughs> let, let, let's go there. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I love this movie. Interstellar is a good film. Let me let's let me let me be straight and candid. I love the film, but I I have, and it's mostly because I I after research, I understand what is going on. Um, it's very hard concept to wrap your head around the idea that. Um, and we can't deny that there's some convenience into in it, because who said uh, going into a black hole uh, to a tesseract that was placed in there by future you would be the solution to this problem? Uh, as you dig yourself into singularity, most likely by the time you get to the um, horizon uh, event horizon, you would be crushed by gravity. There's no guarantee that you would survive at any point. Uh, but, uh, you know, the movie is about convenience and they give, you give them the benefit of the doubt that, hey, by going into the black hole, you're sucked into this tesseract that was created by humans uh, in the future uh, to send a message to the past to let them know how to solve the equation because now you have the data about gravity that you can use in an equation that the scientists wrote, but couldn't solve because he didn't have enough data um, and he needed data from the singularity. So it's like, the story is hard. It's hard. The story is hard. But the set pieces are good. Mm -hmm. And the emotion at the end is impactful. Like I did... There are lots of callbacks to things that were said in the very beginning. Like, the, you know, he said, maybe sometime when we meet each other, we'll be the same age. But he's older than her now. Uh, he's younger than her now. Uh, technically, he's older, but in physical form, because of time dilation, she has got to live a longer life um, on Earth terms than he has. Uh, and so he's watching his daughter, who is now a grandmother in bed, with her generation of people uh, around him. Uh, and it's it's kind of hard to imagine a situation like that. And I think that the acting of Matthew McConaughey, the acting of the characters, do a good job of conveying the pain and the emotions needed to convey uh, doing very hard topics like that. So I think the movie is saved by the acting. The movie is saved by the stakes. And I think that Oh, sorry. One more thing: the fact that there's a lot of there's a lot of stakes. Like I think you mentioned several times, they the movie never let go of the idea that the stakes that you're dealing with are so high. Human, um, uh, what do you call it? The human race was dependent on a solution for this. Um, and I think when you look at that from that perspective, it's very interesting to see the ingenuity of man to try to solve a problem that feels like it can't be solved. So I, I think on those fronts, the movie saves itself using emotion in a very hard science film. Yeah, but I think this movie, uh, 
also works without thinking too much about the science. Like um, uh, you pointed out that, you know, on, on repeat watches, you probably get it more. The more research you do, you know, more of the, 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 the science mumbo jumbo makes sense. But uh, as a entertainment piece of art, I think you can you you get explained enough for it to 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 make sense enough to enjoy this. Um, like I said, I I enjoy this a great deal more than Tenet because I think the the weird play with time is inherently more interesting than than the back and forth weirdness that happens intended um i think the the set pieces and all that look they look fantastic it's it's great design i think um you know having having case and tars and kip uh as the the, the robots in this um that are very human-like and very funny um depending on the setting uh is is a great kind of comic relief, but but also um, kind of interesting choice, uh, like statistically, um, and acting is great. I think the music is phenomenal in this because it's doing so much um, that that is very subliminal, but it it works beautifully. And, uh, you know, on, on repeat watches, uh, you get something new out of it. Like uh, this time, um, I was focusing more on, on setups. And, uh, you know, you see a little, you see the Morse code and, and Merv's, um, like, uh, journal book um, when they go to the, to the school. It's just a glimpse, but it's like okay, so the, this is something, right? And it happens, happens, and happens, but with the ghost, as they call it, and um, that ends up being kind of communication. But it's 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 like, um, I think the setup is very clever and is not super obvious. There's other movies that are super obvious in, in, in what they try to set up and what's going to be relevant. And this movie is not um, necessarily there. Like I said, the, the 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 function of Cooper, like telling us that he's crafty, he's an engineer, and he, you know, he's a good pilot, is set up with, with just very basic things, right? It's it's like we see him do the, do the test flight thing in the beginning. We see him take apart the drone, and that's all that we need to know to understand. Okay, this guy knows knows these things very, very well. Um, and that's why why he's perfect for this mission. Uh, he's a good complement to the other people that are more science focused. Um, so it's a good, um, yeah, complement to like it's a complementary team in that aspect. And this movie does a lot right. <laughs> Uh, I think the only critique I have is, you know, kind of the classic time travel paradox thing, right? Where it's like, I, I feel like that's just wonky, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> like I can, I can, I can uh, look aside that uh, because I, I greatly enjoy this movie as a whole. I think up to the point where he, they get him in space. Uh, and he wakes up in the hospital. This movie can be seen as an infinite loop. 
um, because you can start at the very end and you can work yourself all the way back to the very end. Um, because the, the, the loop breaks when we, when he breaks his eye, opens his eyes in the hospital, um, and he's in the future. Uh, that's when the loop breaks. But in, the idea that you can craft a movie that lives within that infinite loop is pretty interesting. And by infinite loop, I mean the fact that he's in the Tesseract passing the message to the people at the very beginning of the film. Um, the fact that he's in the Tesseract and he reached through that and touched uh, the character of Anne Hathaway. And she felt it in her own existence because she mentioned that she felt like a hand touching her. That Those... Those ideas are very, very strong. And I think that only a movie director like Christopher Nolan would do something so hard sciencey uh and do it well enough that to make it entertaining. Um I think that's an achievement in itself. Um I I did I totally agree with you that this movie is spectacular. Um, you got to argue about this film, you got to argue about this film, and you have to find ways to argue. And I think that the fact that the movie is difficult to comprehend, a lot of people can watch this movie and just uh, on a surface level and enjoy it, but a lot of people are going to be confused by what is happening. How did he get there? How did he go there? I don't understand that. Why is he in space? There will be questions. And for you to understand the full concept, you have to do homework. And I think that that is a weak point of the film. But for me, I think it's a, it's a spectacular film. Uh, I do agree that it's not as convoluted as Tenet. Um, but I do think that the concept of Tenet is very interesting. And I would say, I would venture to say that I think I prefer Tenet to this one. Um, not because... So I'm being an idiot too because I'm being paradoxical. Um, basically, in this movie, they at least try to under, uh, uh, explain what they're doing. In Tenet, they just said, uh, ignore the whole idea and just follow on. So if I was going to, you know, you know, I, this movie is not a movie review of Tenet, but uh, we've, brought up, we've brought it up a few times. Um, and I'm just pointing out some flaws in my argument uh, that you may use against me when we actually get to Tenet. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's 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 a great it's a great film, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. So um, I think it's kudos to the fact that he was able to make this film work. Yeah, yeah, I I pretty much agree. Personally, I think this is this is probably my favorite Nolan movie. I think it's on our top 20, like as my Nola movie, if I remember. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Dark Knight is higher. But but though from, from a standalone movie, um, this is pretty, pretty, pretty impressive. And and like I said, I will... not as convoluted as Tenet. And I, I enjoy this a, a hell lot more than Tenet. I will, I will say that um, I'm a big fan of space films. Um, not so much the Star Wars fantasy space films where, you know, science doesn't matter, but real hardcore films. I, I always find it fascinating when people are in space. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I wished was this movie gave us more of that. Um, something like Gravity or um, the one that... Uh, the one that was done by, what's his name? Um, 
I've forgotten the name of the film. Uh, I forgot the name of the actor. <laughs> um, but it was about the one, the one about him going to save his dad uh, in space. That was another really good one. Um, from Lux talking to smoking. No, from uh, Brad Pitt. Oh man, took me a while. I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> the movie Brad Pitt did that he was going to save his dad. That 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 was really good. Um, so yes, this movie is hard science. It's good. It's about space. It falls in my purview. Uh, but if there was more, if there was one thing that I would have liked to see more of. It was them being in space, um, not within their offices, not within their ships, uh, but being in space, trying to fight the whole void of gravity and non-gravity and floating, you know. But it's a, it's a good film. It's a good film, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think the first act of this is, like I said, just purely to set up Cooper and the bigger concepts that will come and play and the stakes. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, I think that's the reason why I had to go with that because they had, they only had 50 minutes uh, to set up everything. Um, and they had to fall into the trap of, there was, there was lots of exposition uh, in that 50 minutes to try to get the information across to the user, uh, to the viewer that we're living in a messed up world and we need to find a solution for this right now and they did a good job of setting up the stakes yeah I agree cool uh, looks like next next on the list uh, we, we, we're dabbling with future future stuff a little bit it's going to be Terminator 2 oh wow Terminator 2 well, I'm looking forward to that one too yeah that's yeah. a quintessential action film right I'm not gonna to say too much in case I have to argue against it. I don't wanna I don't <laughs> wanna let out my points yet. All right, I, I've seen that in forever, so uh, <laughs> looking forward to watching this movie. Uh, same here. Um, but before we get there, uh, Raji, how can people communicate with us? They can get us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook on at Instagram at Movie Mistrial. Uh, but if they wanted to contact us by email, how can they do that? Contact at moviemistral.com. Um, and I'll, I'll be sure to find a, a watch with um, with hands. So if you want to, you know, do like gravitational Morse code, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll try to support that as well. So string theory. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Yep. Take care. Man. I am exhausted.